Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The Treasury Department finally released long-awaited guidance about eligibility rules for the Consumer Electric Vehicle Tax Credit in the Inflation Reduction Act. Our quick takeaway, the rules will likely make it harder for many electric vehicles to qualify for the federal tax breaks. But over the long term, they also could foster the growth of entire new U.S.-based industries built around clean energy. Overall, Treasury's guidance released on Friday may have major implications for the fight against climate change, Washington's rivalry with Beijing, and President Joe Biden's pledges to bring manufacturing jobs back to the U.S. So today, Politico's James Baikalis on Biden's new EV guidance and what's next. It's Monday, April 3rd. Most significantly on Friday, Treasury laid out which countries automakers can source their critical minerals for their electric vehicles from if they want those cars to qualify for the credit. This had been kind of a point of contention among allies because they felt like they were being priced out of the market with the credit. But the list that was released Friday includes countries that the U.S. has a free trade agreement with. So that includes Australia and Chile, who are some of the top producers of lithium. But it also includes Japan. And the language leaves the door open for Europe to be added to that list if the U.S. and the EU can reach a trade deal in the coming months. That was the primary thing that was released in the guidance. And it also lays out some more details on sort of what's a critical mineral and what's a battery component and also the, how the IRS is going to enforce some of these very technical aspects of the sourcing requirements. Got it. And looking at it from a whole, so what does this kind of tell us about how the administration is trying to thread the needle between spreading the use of EVs and helping with its climate goals while also building this domestic industry and bringing EV supply chains to the U.S.? Right. So automakers had been fearing that this guidance would sort of immediately make most of their EV models ineligible for the credit. And the administration even acknowledged that this guidance will reduce the number of cars that qualify in the short term. And obviously, this is concerning to the administration because they have these climate goals and ambitious goals to increase EV adoption. But their goal that they've said with this guidance is they hope that in the long term, it'll spur the EV industry, which is sort of really just getting off the ground in most of the world. They're hoping that that EV industry will now be based in the U.S., which will get more Americans to buy the cars in the long term. And are they tilting kind of either way in that balance with what they've put out so far as far as the stringency, or is that hard to say at this point? So they didn't go as far as some lawmakers like Senator Joe Manchin had hoped for in terms of sort of the technical aspects of the guidance in terms of whether automakers might be able to include materials sourced from China in various aspects of their supply chain. So it didn't go quite as far as as hoped by 
some of those lawmakers. But at the same time, it was fairly stringent and it will most likely significantly reduce the number of cars that qualify for the credit. Yeah, let's get into that point. I mean, what does this mean for consumers, what we've seen so far? Yeah, so this was really eagerly anticipated guidance because people want to know how much they're going to have to pay for their EVs. So Treasury said this guidance is going to take effect on April 18th. So it'll apply to anyone who picks up their new EV on or after that date. But as for how many cars are actually going to qualify on April 18th, we don't know. Automakers are going to have to use the next two weeks to figure that out and let the IRS know. And the IRS is going to post the list of qualified models to their website on the 18th. So we're kind of in in limbo right now as to what this actually means on the consumer level. But one important note is that there are two parts to this credit. It's $7,500 total, but there's sourcing requirements for the battery components and the critical minerals. So if the automakers meet one of those requirements or the other, they can qualify for half the credit for $3,750. And that gives a little bit more flexibility so that consumers aren't left to pay the complete cost of the EV all of a sudden on April 18th. Right. And so what are some of the outstanding issues that Treasury punted on addressing here? Yeah. So one major issue they left outstanding was a definition for foreign entities of concern, which was a provision that a lot of automakers were very eagerly anticipating the interpretation of because it will help determine which countries and and which companies that might have some foreign um, investment or or foreign ownership, the foreign entities of concern definition will determine whether automakers can work with those companies or source those certain materials if they have touched China, for example, in the process of their supply chain. So that definition is still outstanding and Treasury said that they will release that later this year. That requirement doesn't go into effect until next year, so there's a little bit of time. Also, California will require more zero-emission trucks on the roads after a key Biden administration approval last week, a move that's bound to transform the country's truck market. On Friday, EPA backed the nation-leading Advanced Clean Trucks Rule, which first passed in 2020. The rule sets a timeline for manufacturers to phase out most gas-powered heavy-duty vehicles by 2035. At least six states have already moved to adopt California's rule, meaning it will cover almost a quarter of the nation's auto market. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today.
Learn more at chevron.com.